their sermon because they're, I've talked to pastor after pastor, they don't like this sermon because there are, uh, there are so many different aspects and approaches because there are so many different kinds of women struggling with different things with motherhood. Um, there, are, there are women who have lost kids, so miscarriages, and there are kids who've been aborted, and there are kids who've been through blended families, and uh, there are so many things about uh, losing mothers and mothers that are not good mothers, and so they don't know how to approach, and I too, uh, I was thinking about this and praying about it, so I wanted to focus on a couple of things. I thought I wanted to, to bring a spirit of, of celebration, but I wanted to do so in in recognizing that some of you may not be mothers and think, well, this isn't for me. This is a mother's day, and I'm not a mother. So I want you to know that this is not just to, to celebrate moms. This is about hugs, bugs, and prayers. But it's also about the mission of a mom. But it's also tied into something, a larger larger calling for the, the creation of a woman. So if you're here, and, and I want you to join in the spirit, because you will celebrate moms, but you're also going to celebrate a mission that God has for you as a woman. So, uh, so it's tricky. Um, let me begin by saying there's, there's a little boy who was in the Sunday school uh, or, or presentation, and mom was sitting in the front row, but his, her, her son forgot the lines, and he froze. And so he said, I, and mom says, he, I am the light of the world. And he said, Mom, what'd you say? He said, I am the light of the world. And so the little boy stood up and says, my mother is the light of the world. <laughs> and you are. Uh, we want to celebrate you uh, because in many ways <laughs> you, you are the light of the world. And uh, one of the interesting things is you know, God did not have to make mothers. He could have done any number of things because he's creative and omnipotent. God could have sent angels down with babies. He could have had the baby trees, or he could have just spoken, spoken the word, and he would have had, uh, uh, had a whole generation created. But he, in his wisdom and his creativity, he did something when he created mothers. And I want to talk about this because the idea of motherhood or being rooted in being a woman, which we'll talk about, the idea that motherhood is God's idea. It starts with him and there's a purpose in reflecting his glory through this concept of a woman becoming a fruitful vine, a one who bears children to reflect uh, God's purposes. But but to put this in the context that we you need to understand that that motherhood is always in a divine framework of marriage, and so the idea that mothers and fathers, which we'll talk about a father's day, the idea that that mothers would not just be alone in this endeavor, but the idea that marriage is the backdrop for all of this, and therefore one man and one wife committed to loving each other. This is the model that God wants 
children to know and to see so that they can reproduce what God desires in a relationship between a man and a woman and in the community of a family. This is, this is a very important idea that we just kind of forget over, we, we skip over because we just think it's Mother's Day. And so I'm going to try to put this in a context so that you understand that in marriage a man is the head but the woman is the crown, a crown to her husband, the crown to the family, and a crown to the visible creation. Man was created from dust, so begin at the bottom with men, and you lift women up, and she comes from the side, and uh, from the side of Adam, representing his heart. So she's, well, she's not, she's more purified or refined, as they would say. But we want to worship the Lord for making women in general. And the idea here is that this day is, but this day in particular will be about mothers. And so we want to celebrate you mothers. And so for all that you do, for all that you continue to do, and and people have forgotten that you do do, that uh, we, we do want to appreciate you because you're a miracle with two feet. You are incredibly gifted but the idea of mothers, there's something about the woman in particular that reflects the Godhead, that when God's Spirit was hovering over the earth in the beginning of, end of creation, God embraces and surrounds His people with a hug, as mothers do. And there's something warm about moms who hug their kids or hold their kids, and there's always this comforting spirit. Now, one of the things, I don't know if you know this, but for women, the word for women in the Hebrew is the same word for the Holy Spirit. You could not get a higher calling than to be called the one who comes alongside as the helper, as the comforter. And therefore, women overall reflect part of the God's heart in a way that men cannot do. And therefore, when it comes to comforting, he is called the paraclete. The Holy Spirit's the one who's called alongside as mothers were created to come alongside. When kids run into things like bugs, mom, mom, granddaddy long legs or wolf spider or whatever, anybody who's afraid of kid or bugs or get bumblebee bites and they run, to, they run to dad, well, maybe, but they run to mom. It's this prayer about world, but here comes mom to step in. But it's this prayer, these prayers of the mother. And so when you think about what you do to influence your kids and what impact they have had in shaping who they are as, as young boys or young girls, there's something about women and the influence that they have that's incredible. So I want to appreciate that and honor God for that. If you want to reform the world from its errors and vices, begin by enlisting the mothers. Washington should hear this. <laughs> but uh, uh, there is a, a couple of stories I want to tell about. There's an unknown mother named Mabel Suffield. You may not know this name, but Mabel... Uh, 1900s, father was John Suffield, who was a bookstore owner in 1812. What a great, uh, for me, I'm already hooked, uh, to grow up in that home 
Uh, but Mabel uh, grew up with a dad who loved uh, books and literature, and she ended up marrying a guy named Arnold, uh, and whose last name was Tolkien. And if you haven't seen the movie, you should go see the movie. But when uh, it shows a picture of the movie where Mabel and her sons, uh, John and Hilary Arthur, uh, they were sitting at his feet. Dad had died in Africa, and they came back from Africa. And the single mom was trying to raise these two kids. His mother taught them uh, botany and, and, a, and a love for nature and this talking about the trees and this imagination, this world of she was enthralled with. But she also taught uh, him about languages and words. And so it's through the mother that Tolkien really learned a lot about life and about uh, faith and about language. And so she taught him how to write. But as that one scene, and I watched it, I thought as a scene where the mother just um, came alive and she told these stories. And the imagination that, that he continued with was part due to the influence of, her mom, of his mom. And so you do have an influence, uh, a great influence. Barbara Bush, another one says, you must read to your children, you must hug your children, and you must love your children. Your success as a family or success as a society uh, our success as a society depends not on what happens in the White House, but depends on what happens in your house. And therefore, she said, at the end of your life, you will never regret not having uh, passed one more test or, or uh, there I can read it over here, or winning one more verdict or not closing one more deal. You will regret the time not spent with a husband, a friend, a child, or a parent. And so we have these images uh, in our society where you know that when a mother walks into the room, there's going to be a reception, whether it's from a face, from a young child staring out of a crib that just pulls the heart of a mom. And so if it's not with kids, it's with teenagers. As teenagers are growing up and, and get through that hard part, but they'll, they'll get through all kinds of things. And uh, where you get this teen who, uh, you get that one part where you're trying to teach the kid about uh, the Proverbs 31 woman where she doesn't go in and clean the room, but uh, makes him do it. So, it's, But then comes the day, then comes the day when uh, they're grown up. And when you think about those things, you watch them grow to the point you always watch them grow. So at this point, I'm going to stop, and we're going to have a video, if I can get that uh, set up, and we'll put it in here, the YouTube video, because this is a good place for that. So. so not only as little kids, but as you grow up, moms watch their sons and daughters and pray for the sons and daughters, and that they would also walk with Christ. And Moms, you've been there every step of the way. Your dedication, your attention, your affection, your prayers... Your stamina, it's overwhelming sometimes to think the grace of God continues to reflect through you God's commitment to love your family. And for that, it's just a wonderful thing to think that God 
uh, had put within the earth a testimony of who he is in the form of a woman. And that woman then reflects the kindness of God, beginning with her own body. And so David says, You formed me in my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. No one knows more than a mother what it's like to have a child in her body. But that child knows the security and the warmth of being surrounded by mom. It's a wonderful miracle. And men don't get that. And therefore the attachment and the connection with mom has always been deeper than I think than with men because kids leave the womb and they move towards the father. That's another talk in and of itself. But the idea that there's a natural connection with all moms. And yet, it's so important that even Paul picks this up when he's talking in Galatians. He says, My dear children, with whom again I am in the pains of childbirth until Christ is formed in you. The idea that discipleship and ministry comes through the investment of nurturing and caring of the one that's in labor to the point to they give them to the point of maturity. And so whatever it takes to get through the mountains, through the conflicts, moms, you've been there. You you suffer, you cry, you you go through it all because life isn't easy outside the womb. And yet Proverbs says that she speaks with wisdom. And where does she get that wisdom? It comes from God himself. Through her mother or her her friends and her family. But the, she gives faithful instruction on her tongue. She watches over the affairs of her household. And she does not eat the bread uh, of bread of idleness. Her children arise and they call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. I think about my mom, uh, particularly thinking about this week, I think about how she would sing as she was cleaning the house. There'd be spick and span smell going through the house, and she would sing the song, We'll sing in the sunshine. We'll laugh every day. And my mom was lighthearted. She was giving. And I think about a number of those stories. When I got my arm, when I went down to the basement, she, my arm, we had this ringer washer back then in the basement. My arm got caught in that ringer. Ma! She came down, opened it up. Something about moms is just, you're unique. You're unique. You're, you're one of a kind. And yet, all through the, the scriptures, God is reflected in moms. And so, the Bible says, can a mother forget the baby of her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though moms may forget, I will not forget you. Uh, so it says in Isaiah, if you get the passage, Isaiah understood this. And he says, see, I have engraved you on the palms of my hand. Your walls are ever before me. Your children hasten back to those who will uh, ways depart from you. But he goes on to say uh, that, uh, for this is what the Lord says, I will extend peace to her, Israel, Jerusalem, like a, new, like a river. The resources will come. God will be the resource. 
and the wealth of the nations uh, like a flooding upstream. You will nurse, uh, you will nurse and be carried on her arm and be dangled on her knees. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you and you will be comforted. This is what the Lord says, that God as mother, reflecting through the woman, he says, uh, you will have that experience from me. And yet we know that there's a lot of, and, and probably who don't have that comfort, and, and probably more than any other time in history, we find women struggling as single moms. There are more kids now. It's over the 50% of all children are being raised by single moms. There are more women in prison who would prefer drugs over their children. Uh, the stress on raising a family as a single mom is incredible. And therefore, what the Bible talks about is that a woman not only give herself to her family, and, and nurture the kids and care and comfort the kids. But the Bible gives a command to women everywhere that mothers as mentors uh, uh, to other women. And therefore, it was Titus' passage that says, Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they uh, live, not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. Then they can urge the younger women to love their husbands and children and to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, and to be kind, and to be subject to the husband, so that no one will malign the word of God. Uh, when, you see, when you see what Paul has said, that the way the woman is to be involved with the ministry, if you understand motherhood, you understand ministry. It's this caring, giving, uh, other-centeredness that you move towards uh, people to bless them. And therefore, when you think about how God has created mothers, wonderfully created mothers, not to be alone, but to be in a marriage relationship where the husband supports, the family supports, the church supports. And so we need women to enter into this ministry to help train other women, to teach them about respecting, to teach about honor, not to talk about uh, just to how you live your life. You don't put people down, but you, you build people up. This is the whole role of, of motherhood. You come around and you surround and you build and encourage. That's what you do so well, so naturally. So natural is it that in Ephesians, when it comes to the marriage ceremony, uh, God says to the man three times, love your, hus love your husband, love your husband, love your husband. But he never says to the woman, uh, uh, says to the husband, love your wife, love your wife. I got to get that right. Love your wife, love your wife. But he never says to the, to the wife, love your husband, because women naturally understand what love is. And yet for young women, they need to learn from the women who do know what love is. So there's a, there's a call to ministry and to help young women grow and build um, that whole concept of ministry and investing in other people. So, as we conclude, uh, what I want to say today is this. Uh, this. This church has got a lot of wonderfully godly women. 
And I appreciate so much your commitment to walk with Christ and let Christ minister to you and through you. And yet the invitation to you would be to reproduce yourselves as you pass on the gifts and the grace that you know what God has built in you so that other, the next generation will have a model to follow and they will rise up and call you blessed. You are blessed. We are blessed because of you. And so for that reason, what I want to conclude with is this. I would, have, like, to, I would like to clear you in prayer and praise that we as a church would uh, honor you as moms, or you can pray for your mom or anyone, but we're going to do this as a group collectively. So I'll open up with a word of prayer and with short sentence prayers, uh, something that you, you recall about your mom this day that you want to thank God for. And then I'll close in a little bit. So let's all pray. Uh, you can stay right where you are. You may stand up if you want to. You may sit there. But there are, there are moms who have gone on. Um, I lost my mom at 93, and you've lost some of your moms. And, and uh, it's a very special time that we want to continue to thank God for our mothers. And so let's pray. Let me open up, and you could join me. Father, motherhood is your idea. And what a wonderful idea it is to reflect the very glory of Christ. Through our mothers, Father, we come to know. Through their prayers, we come to know. Through their love, we come to know you. And so, Father, as we, as we, listen, <clears throat> as we listen to our mothers and we listen to you, we will understand more about you. And so as we lift up our praise for our mothers, uh, hear us today as we are worshiping you for, for them. Hear us as we pray. Father, for the care, for the constant attention, for the grace that you gave to our mothers when we had failed, and they gave us mercy, patience, Father, thank you that you have chosen to work through women to be part of a family structure, to have such a, an impact to glorify you and imprint on little hearts so that those little hearts will become fully mature and that, that one day that they would look back and they'd have a, 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 an imprint, a, a picture of what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a man through influence of mom. Father, now I pray that you would put a special blessing on all the families today that they would enjoy and, and be closer and appreciate their mothers because there's nothing like mom. And again, we thank you for this special, special day and we enjoy so much your giving us uh, all these wonderful gifts in relationships in a package called mom. Thank you for all these things. And so we glorify you and we worship you. We want to be the best we can be for you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. To finish this little poem of a parent, I helped a little child to see that God had made a willow tree and God became more real to me. 
I tried to lead a child through play to grow more Christ-like every day. And I myself became that way. I joined a junior child in prayer. And as we bowed and worshiped there, I felt the dear Lord's loving care. Lord, keep us ever quick to see by guiding children we find thee. Women, we love you. Mothers, we honor you. And we're just so grateful that you're here and we can share all this together. Okay, Ryan? Let's